Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Gina Riley is an HR professional, career transition coach, and executive search consultant. Gina holds a master's degree, is a certified UMAP coach, and writer for Industry Expert Magazine. In our conversation, we talk about building your brand, optimizing relationships, and of course, securing thought leadership space. Hey there, Gina. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to have a good chat. Excellent. And so for folks who are hearing your name for the very first time, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, I'm Gina Riley. I run a company called Gina Riley Consulting. And what I do is I help leaders and executives who are in career transition with a complete soup to nuts model that I created, starting with helping people discover things about themselves working through their whole story, updating a resume in LinkedIn. And the end cap, which I think you and I are discussing, is a thought leadership plan because I believe that as we evolve through our careers, we need to let our bright light shine and really showcase what we know uh, through a thought leadership plan. Awesome. Thank you for that. And yes, I love this whole self-discovery. So many people, I think, coming out of COVID are in the thick of self-discovery and certainly trying to also navigate what does that look like in terms of storytelling. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's a great segue to thought leadership and so much of the work that you do. And so for those folks who really don't understand or know, okay, because sometimes we will use terminology like thought leadership and then people don't know, sounds so mysterious and, and, you know, but, but what in, in its simplest form, what is thought leadership? Thought leadership in my mind's eye is having some kind of way to showcase what we are already known for. What are we know? That's our brand. What are we known, liked, and trusted to do? And gathering, creating a water cooler of conversation around those things that we, what we really know how to do best. However, my caveat is you don't have to be an authority at all of it. You don't know how, you don't have to know every single aspect to whatever it is that you're engaged with. It might be a slice of it. And the idea is that you're kind of putting your foot down in your lane and and showcasing that but you're inviting in conversation as well. Mm, I love that. And that should give folks a lot of comfort in knowing that, okay, I don't need to know it all, but let me just build a depth of knowledge around whatever that lane might be. And so share with us why building a thought leadership plan. And first of all, share with us what a thought leadership plan is, but then beyond that, why is building one important? So what is a thought leadership plan? So one thing that I do with the people I work with is we, we have an exercise that we go through and it's, it's really easy. Anyone can do it. Think of it as a whiteboarding 
brainstorming activity. But the first thing that we do is we, we have one column where they're listing out in bullet point form the things that they currently are known for, the things that are just like so easy for them to say, I'm an expert at these kinds of things. This, the next column I have that because I'm working with leaders, I have them create a bullet point list of the things that they would want to be most known for with their leadership capabilities and what they believe in, like maybe with mentorship, uh, how to run and lead teams, whatever that is. And it may even be a subscriber to well-known other thought leaders who write books on leadership. Maybe that person subscribes to Patrick Lencioni or Simon Sinek. Well, what can you, what is it that you do in your day-to-day life as a manager or a leader that you could be talking about pulling in other thought leadership? The third column, what I have them do is come up with a list of the things they want to be known for going forward, because maybe the past is past. Maybe we're changing our lane of expertise. Maybe we're a, a chief technology officer, but now we're going to be Now we're going to leave that behind and become a real estate agent. I actually had a client like that, right? So do they want to be known for all the technology things that they've accumulated over time? Probably not. It's probably the leadership. It's probably the people skills. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be shifting into what do they want to be known for going forward so that people start to see you as an authority. I'm using air quotes as an authority in that space, because that's what you're going to get hired to do. So, okay, so that gives us more insight as to the what, and then why is it important? I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking, oh, it provides clarity, but what are some of the reasons why building a thought leadership plan is important? Oh my goodness. It is, it's important that we own our own careers. It is important that we define and embrace our personal brand or our professional brand. And if we don't define it, other people will certainly define it for us. So it's really about control. It's about your own, like your own spin, <laughs> right? So why allow other people to define you when you can, you can have control over that? And one of the best ways I know how is to define what it is that you most want to be speaking and talking and writing about. And so I love what you shared, even in naming the activities in the three different sort of lanes that we need to define, Um, one of which is what you want to be known for, which may be very different in many instances, especially as as we're going through self-discovery of what we are currently known for. And so how do you sharpen what you want to be known for, especially if you don't even know potentially that there's a need for what you want to be known for. So just share some more about that. Gosh, one way that I have found personally effective is to surround myself with other experts Mm -hmm. in that space and to not to have fear around creating water coolers with those people. And when I, some people, um, especially maybe those earlier career who might be listening, what I mean by water cooler, since we don't always have an actual water cooler to hang out and get our coffee and our water is creating that space, whether that's through LinkedIn, that's my playground, creating conversations in the spaces where our ideal 
customers, clients, whoever it is that's ideal that we want to be attracting opportunities to us, creating that virtual conversation. That's what I mean by a water cooler. So one way that I have found to be very effective is to create relationships with other people that do what I do, but they have slightly different bents on it, different, um, their, their own experiences. And when I first got into doing the career coaching, I was scared to do that. Frankly, I was thinking, gosh, if I go create these conversations or I jump in on theirs, it's going to attract people to them. Mm. And, you know, and that was not an abundance mindset. That was a scarcity mindset. Mm. I don't live in that world anymore. Now it's all about helping other people and elevating their brand at the same time as showcasing what I know and what I believe. I don't always agree with maybe other, other coaches, you know, takes on something. And so we can have, you know, healthy discourse with each other. And I know all these different people in my ecosystem, but we can concurrently serve other people who may or may not could even hire us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And Something that you said, I think, is worth digging into a bit more. And that's the whole, you mentioned that you don't live in that space anymore, meaning you operate from a position of abundance and not scarcity. And so I know it may seem like you're probably, Kelly, that's a little bit off topic, but it's on topic because it's still going to get us, it's going to come full circle to help the listener. So I would be interested in knowing more about how were you able to make that transition? Because sometimes it's often easier said than done. Oh my goodness. That is such a good question. I'm not sure if I've ever processed it (laughs) in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, What I can say is when I started building my career coaching program a number of years ago, I cast my net out and I read in one year, I read 20 books and Mm -hmm. I listened to over 120 podcasts. And I reached out, I started reaching out to those people that ran those podcasts that were in helping it. They were my earworms for a long, long time. And I felt like, I bet you have this too, where people feel like they know you, right? Mm -hmm. So I started reaching out to the podcasters, to the authors, to people that wrote papers, that people were on LinkedIn and posting amazing content and I content. And I, and I connected with all of them and I started building actual real relationships with them. And then I realized this is fun. Mm -hmm. This is fun. And now over many years, you know, of getting to know each other or going to a conference and actually meeting people, meeting these same people. um, A lot of these people have become my referral partners. So I'm referring people to them and vice versa, because we don't all serve the same segment of the population of job seekers. Yeah. And I think something that you said early on in the conversation also for me is something that helped me to sort of make that shift as well. And that's this belief around that no one can do what I uniquely am gifted, talented, and skilled to do. Yes, they may do some form of it, but it still may not have that special sauce, the Gina Riley special sauce, for example, or the Kelly Leonard special sauce. And so while there may be someone that does something similar, their shine that they bring to the conversation is always going to be slightly different. And so it's like, we have to just be comfortable with the fact that, you know, not everyone is for all people and nor do we want to, there's probably similarly, there's clients that you're like, Oh, I don't want to work with that person you know? So, so yeah. So I think it's, it's some of that. And what you said about casting a wide net 
um, that I think also makes a big difference. Absolutely. Um, it, it just, it become your, for me, my life is more rich because of having that abundance mindset and, and hanging out virtually with people who I also trust for their expertise. Um, and it's, it's allowed me to learn more and collaborate more, uh, more broadly. So it's just fun, just fun. And honestly, like you had said, especially if we've got entrepreneurs listening in or business owners, if we serve all, we probably haven't narrowed down our niche in a way that we have targeted messaging. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, help me to understand also, I'd be curious to know, you mentioned this whole notion of leveraging other thought leaders um, Mm -hmm. as an approach. Share more about that, because I'd be interested to know, practically speaking, what does that look like? Like, are you doing some level of research to, you know, just to learn more about who are the people that you, you know, want to build a relationship with? And then what does the conversation even look like to open that door to gauge their willingness to partner or collaborate in that way? Yeah. So what my natural inclination is when I see anything on, on the landscape, books, articles, posts, whatever that is, podcasts, I reach out. I heard you, I heard your podcast, or I read this article. It was awesome. I'd love to connect. And over time, sometimes I've just made the connection. Thank you for connecting. And I've let that um, connection hang, hang out. Like I don't pursue anything. I don't ask for anything, but what has happened for me is um, for a while, uh, for for the past like couple of years, I've written for two different publications. One was called Authority Magazine. One was called Industry Expert Magazine. And as I wrote my own articles for those magazines in the career space, I would then go back and and realize, gosh, I really want to write about job search strategy. Steve Dalton wrote an incredible book called The Two Hour Job Search. I reach out because I have a first degree connection. Steve, would you allow me to interview you mm-hmm. about this so that I can customize and tailor your mess the messaging about your strategy for executives, my audience? Mm-hmm. So I'm serving my audience while I elevate his thought leadership. Certainly, I've sold a bazillion of his books just from me promoting it all the time. Steve, if you're listening, um, no, he knows. <laughs> he knows, but. He spent two separate one-hour conversations. I wrote a huge article, for example. I promote it all the time because I refer to it all the time. It constantly, you know, helps both of us. But I, I've also done that um, through a number of other um, types of uh, conversations. Uh, I interviewed uh, a woman who is the CEO of a communications company who also had a, has a podcast. I happened to catch one of the podcast called, if you call yourself a thought leader, you're probably not a thought leader. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at people's headlines in LinkedIn, if it just says thought leader, it's like thought leader about what, right? Right. So she does this very audacious, bold podcast, half hour, knocked my socks off. I was already first degree connected because she's a two-time author and I own her books. They're on my shelf right over there. And I've Mm -hmm. given them to my clients too. I said, Hey, will you let me interview you about thought leadership? And she's like, of course. So I, I wrote an article. I elevate her thought leadership. I'm elevating my, my t- 
take on what she's saying, that's how you can do it. But it might be, it might be collaborating with people on a white paper. If you're part, let's say you're an engineer and you're in a company and you're, you're talking about the latest technology, collaborate with other engineers at other companies and have a big paper that you come together with on some industry thing. I mean, there's so many ways to do this. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that it's it's really you're, what you're referring to is community. And so what does it look like to build a community mm-hmm. of, of, of thought leadership um, as opposed to, you know, sort of we're toting or tooting our own horn that, oh, I'm a thought leader. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, look at me, look at me. But um, I so appreciate the way that you partner around Um, what it means to be a thought leader. Now, Gina, I know one thing that you do a lot around is career transition coaching. And I know you have a workbook that Mm -hmm. you support clients with. I would love for you to share a little bit more about that, because certainly we know that these are, it's, it's never an uninteresting time, but certainly there are many folks in the marketplace, whether, um, uh, by choice or not yeah. that are in transition. And so I would love for you to share a little bit more about that career transition workbook. I would be happy to. So I know that not everyone can hire a career coach. It's not necessarily available for everyone for whatever their situation is. So what I did was I created a 30-minute webinar that has this workbook um, that accompanies it. And so people can download for totally for free, it's uh, two 15-minute uh, segments. One is, why do you need a career transition plan? I'm really helping people understand why it would be to their benefit to create a plan and a strategy. The second 15 minutes is kind of my secret sauce on what are the elements behind the plan. Now, the actual plan is obviously what my coaching is. But but you can print the workbook and start creating your plan. And back to the years in my beginning of the conversation, starting with like yourself, who are you? What are your strengths? What are your values? What are your unique, you know, branding elements? That's all the beginning. Do you know your strengths? Yes or no? Okay, well, there's resources to go start filling in you know, all of that stuff, even without a coach. Awesome. Cool. And I know you are willing to give that away for free to our listening community. So thank you in advance. And I'll be sure to include that information in the show notes. And so Gina, if folks are listening in and beyond the free tool that you're willing to provide them, if they're just interested in circling back to you to tap into your thought leadership, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, uh, I can be reached through my website. My favorite playground is LinkedIn. And what I would say is when you reach out, every time you reach out to someone new, do a personalized connection request, take that extra step and say, hey, I heard you on this podcast. And that's all it really takes. Because as you probably know, Kelly, most of us, um, especially when you have something like a podcast or I have like the title coach, we get so many pitches You know, it takes a lot of effort to vet every single person and I do it. So please just say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast and that's all it will take. And let's have a connection. And I post there all the time on careers related topics. I write articles, posts, all that jazz. Awesome. Well, thank you for being such a tremendous resource to the business community, Gina. I appreciate you and thank you for your time. uh, Just sharing your thought leadership on the Boost podcast. Well, thanks for having me. 
The Boost Podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost Podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.